Welcome to the New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learnt and how they have handled their growth. We believe that we all have wisdom to be shared with each other and can learn from listening to each other's stories. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts. Spotify, if you feel like leaving us a review and sharing the love, that would be greatly appreciated. Hello and welcome back to the New Monks podcast. I am Jane Muller, your host. You can find me via the links below. And in episode 19, I will be talking to Antama, who is an amazing musician. I met him around a fire at a festival. And um, yeah, really, really, really powerful beautiful, joyful being. And in this episode, we talk a lot about the different traditions and paths that he stumbled into. He has travelled the roads from Sufism to Amazonian, shamanism, African traditions, and the Sanatan Dharma, which means the eternal way. And we just talk about his journey in life, you know, really, really connecting with this infinite, unknown, indescribable form that takes hold as a child who is really, really in touch with that. And then growing up as a teenager, being able to find that again through mantra and music and even hip hop and rhyme. So yeah, enjoy this episode. It's it's really, really great. And uh, we end with a really nice mantra as well. So if you do make it right to the end, because I know it's quite a long one, but there are some really, really nice, nice pearls of wisdom that are shared in this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> and, the, and the invitation. Yes, thank you. Um, so yeah, usually how we start is if you can just take a few deep breaths in and out. And then just tell us how you're feeling right now. I'm alright. <laughs> I'm calm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you look really peaceful. <laughs> okay. Feelings are like... They're always changing as well, right? Mm, so true. <laughs> and then the feeling of observing the feeling. The, uh, the observer doesn't change, yeah. but the feelings are continuously changing. Yeah. And then the feeling of sitting in the place of observing is, is, is different. 
than just being fully in the feeling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that. When you just started, it just went right in there. <laughs> so cool. I don't know. Each question, I, I'm. I, it's funny. You can always have infinite answers to infinite questions and yeah 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 but yeah ask <laughs> what, what else how am i feeling right now but like how i choose to feel is how could it could be in, <laughs> right isn't it I, try it, yeah. whichever direction that i i'll put my awareness into then it will it will multiply mm. and amplify yeah yeah and what you're feeling well i quite like to unpack this little pocket of what you just said okay because i feel like this is quite big information there. It's like the feeling and then there's the observer and being in the observer. And I just, yeah, where did you come into this knowledge? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm into it fully. Yeah. But um, I, I get um, daily reminders a lot. I'm on a WhatsApp group, <laughs> so modern age technology, right, of um, lots of quotes from Ramana Maharishi. Yeah. Um, not Advaita yeah. Vedanta non non dual yeah, yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Um, and yeah, I guess also from the practices of of mantra meditation. Yeah, it's guiding us to connect to that mm. witness beyond being enmeshed and attached to our mm. experience. But also to be able to experience the experiences fully, so it's not like, yeah, aversion or yeah bypassing. Yes. But it can very much be. Um, maybe I'm also guilty of bypassing a lot because sometimes just the the, the heaviness of being, experiencing pain, experiencing uh, dissatisfaction in, in you know of our limited human bodies and minds and emotions. Yeah. It's like. You, we all want to experience something more. It can be quite a lot sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, to be in a human body, yeah, and yeah. Like here we are in in West London, this beautiful flat. Uh, we don't have a like a problem for getting enough food to eat or warmth mm -hmm. and shelter and things like this, but. Um, even so, everyone's everyone has their own suffering. Depending, no matter what's their external circumstances, there's all different. Yeah, that's so you true. Know, everyone has their own struggle, and yeah, I have mine, and yeah. <laughs> you have yours, and right. So, it's an interesting uh, question about how are you feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that you said that you're in this um, WhatsApp group that you get daily. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm grateful for that because it's like because we constantly forget, we constantly yes. have, um, uh, you know, our mind is always going into loops, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> and like limiting loops. Yeah. So to constantly remember the witness, remember the mm -hmm. the presence, and to be constantly reminded by beautiful examples of human beings who've. Mm. Who, are, who are actually in that complete yeah. state it's it's yeah. really encouraging and supportive yeah, yeah, yeah. and even with all these constant reminders we still constantly forget yeah. <laughs> and so it's just yeah it's it's been said by by um one of my 
yeah, the teachers and guides, like all the practices or the mantras, all of that is just to remind you are divine, you are divine, you are divine, I am divine, the self is divine, mm. but we constantly are yeah, attached onto our mm. illusory limits. And there's a purpose for that as well, so we have this experience to experience. Yeah, I think that's definitely like such a process to realise like how amazing like one you can be. Mm. And I feel like even the conditioning of the world it just doesn't really teach you that. <laughs> yeah. You really have to break through all of it. You for know? sure, for sure. Mm. I guess it depends what part of the world, right? Yeah. Cause it seems that spending time with people from cultures who live very close to the earth, like for, for example the Huni Queen tribe mm. from the Amazon and their their ways of just like living and celebrating life and with yeah. the feet on the earth and honouring the spirit of nature and honouring everything and giving gratitude for everything and singing and dancing and playing and <laughs> you know and, mm. and praying and purifying and that's been done for thousands of years I feel like that aspect of the world is it it's natural to just remind yeah. uh, ourselves and each other of the divinity yeah. that's there um, another wonderful teacher always mentions this you know from uh, Sri from Srima uh, Swami Satyananda Saraswati he will always say I'm, I want to remind myself because I keep forgetting mm. so that's why I also want to remind of, of, of the divinity within and that's why I'm chanting and that's why I'm you know singing these songs and that's why I'm writing these books and that's why I'm giving these uh, mm. translations he'll say because I want to remind myself of the divinity within myself yeah. I remind others of the divinity of the divinity mm. within them so that maybe and then people will see that divinity within me and then maybe I'll be able to convince myself Mm. <laughs> because that's the hardest yeah. one. Yeah, he's so beautiful and humble, really. Uh, wonderful, wonderful example. I feel like that's it becomes more of a celebration. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? There's like a time when you get to a place where it's like, oh yeah, I remember always. <laughs> I feel like there, there, there must be, and in fact, in a way, that there, there is only that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't it? But it's kind of yeah, not also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The experience of of being separate from that. Yeah, yeah. Is is what we experience most of the time. Yeah. Um, but like it's like there's another. I'm just like I don't know if it's if it's an interesting conversation if I'm just sitting and quoting. But these are the things that are in my yeah. <laughs> in my awareness and consciousness. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, there was a beautiful, yeah, so I'm, I'm inspired by a lot of different uh, teachers and, and swamis and swaminis and yoginis and gurus and from mm. the Sanatana Dharma tradition. So this was a quote that I remember hearing from Shubhamrita Swami, uh, one of Amma's uh, close disciples, and he was saying that the innocence of a child is is our natural state. So as we're born as children, we don't have an ego, we don't have a clinging to the past or future or clinging to joy or pain. It's like when a baby uh, cries, it's pure, like, <laughs> when, a, when a baby laughs, it's like just pure ecstatic joy. It's just absolute presence. Mm. 
and that innocence is our natural state of being. Yet he was saying for, for a child, there's a certain ignorance in that innocence. It's not, there's not a wisdom in that innocence because of course, wisdom is, it is, innocence is wisdom in itself in its pure state, but there's an ignorance because it's not yet been forgotten. Oh, wow. And for, so the, the, the ego is there, but it's not sprouted yet. It's, it's lying dormant. So for, by the time the child reaches seven, eight, nine years old, then the, the ego starts to right you know sprout its ugly head yeah. <laughs> and the mind and the identity and the and the questioning of the society and and the and, and life and experiences and desires will start rising there's this dissatisfaction and that's that's what then causes all of the conflicts and problems because mm. we forget that innocence and that pure joyfulness of just being yeah. alive and exist and and, and playing and, yeah. and celebrating and um i feel like also it can spark the search of course, yeah. yeah. So the the yeah. suffering, of course, whatever you know, experience yeah. of suffering is part of our, yeah. our our journey. And he was saying the innocence of someone who's uh, a jnani, uh, jnana would be knowledge of the non-dual jnana yoga, yeah. or someone that is a mahatma or great soul, or someone that is um, who's got to that point of absolute remembrance. They're they're kind of innocence doesn't have ignorance so it's an eternal it's not a temporary innocence the childhood innocence is a temporary innocence but the innocence of mm. of someone like amma or someone like guruji or someone like swamiji or some of these real mm. real pure souls that are present on the on the planet and that have been for so many thousands of years there's not a there's there's not an ignorance to that innocence because it's an eternal innocence because there's the awareness of the of the forgetfulness, and there's an awareness mm. of the separation. Yet there's an yeah. awareness of that that it's yeah. just a hologram and just an illusion, yeah. and it's resting in that pure awareness. I love that. Like that. Yeah, because as a child, it's like it's such a blank slate still. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, but you just incorporate it all. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's the kind of not everyone believes in that but in the in the Sanatan Dharma tradition then and in many cultures all over the world I feel like nature shows us that also when we're rising up from that blank state there's also our our destiny or our karma and whatever we've yeah. brought from us from previous times comes and then so whatever experiences that we attract it's due to what yeah. we've been up to before and it comes yeah. back round again and yeah, yeah. yeah do you want to talk a bit about your practice and the journey, like how you came into discovering it? Um, it's, it's funny, I'm, I kind of don't like talking too much about it <laughs> because, you know, all words can, can just be so misinterpreted yeah. and misunderstood. I, know. I feel like I've already said quite a lot yeah. <laughs> about what I'm doing, what I'm not doing um, and what is practice. And uh, just because also I'm not, I don't really feel qualified yeah, to fully really talk about yeah um these beautiful things because it's just like a parrot right a parrot who reads stuff and then copies it out and listens and says again mm. <laughs> do, do you know what i'm saying so it's yeah. like i can hear yeah. beautiful things yeah and i can feel beautiful when i listen to them yeah and feel that beautiful resonance and then i can parrot it out to people 
<laughs> and people are like, wow, that, that he know, he's got it. And I actually know. Yeah. Um, I'm just just copying stuff that I've heard and mm. it's coming through my own personal filter. But mm. I'm kind of not really answering your question, am I? <laughs> so do I want to talk about you? But you know, I, I did anyway. I said, I like not it. really. <laughs> it <is. laughs> that was my answer. But I guess it is, you know. But it's, I know, I know what you mean. It's, it's a very interesting one. Um, but I feel like there's also so much like, because also I think some people aren't necessarily going to like find their way into practicing something. So I feel like it's also really helpful to share, you know, how you got there and your journey with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. For sure it is, yeah. Uh, and also and that, it's, it's personal to you, you know, it's yeah. just your experience. I, and I think my, my personal experience also, I guess everyone can relate in their own way. Yeah. So if we can listen to other people's experience and see a part of ourselves in them as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Love so it. go on then. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me to share yeah. something. Um, um, yeah, I just, I guess just with your, like, mantra is quite a big practice of yours, right? Mm, for sure, yeah. yeah. But even before mantra specifically, then um, I guess it relates back to what I was saying about childhood. I think as a as a kid, I remember feeling that moment of beauty and magic. You know, when when my dad was playing guitar, for example. You know, and just being like, wow, you know, and that joyfulness in that moment, <laughs> or seeing the beauty in a dark night sky with stars. I felt like I could see the, the roundness. Let's not get into the flat global, <laughs> flat earth or global uh, question. <laughs> but I felt like I could see the roundness of the globe when I was looking up at the stars as a kid or yeah. or the beauty of, of a tree or, or an animal or just moments of presence and the magic in that, you know. Mm. And, and in, mu yeah, in music very much so. And I also remember really feeling the pain of separation from that from a young age like wow. feeling like just like in north london bus stops and safeway supermarket i'm giving away my <laughs> my age but that hasn't existed for a little while <laughs> yeah so like in the yeah 90s being a kid you know and um newspapers and just lack of presence it used to really hurt me as a kid wow. a lot and um it may, I think it just had it, it, like I was saying about whatever sort of intense searching that was from previous times yeah. and that, so that, so whatever the circumstances that I was in as a kid, I wasn't going through anything, you know, so difficult. Yeah. Like I, I, I wasn't born in like poverty or anything. I was able to have food to eat and, 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 a, and a safe place to, to live, you know, so I'm grateful for those simple basic necessities and stuff but I didn't find that that presence that I was searching for everywhere and I felt like the I had a hard time at school as well I had a hard time accepting authority as well as a little, yeah. <laughs> a little rebel and but I was kind of yeah this sort of intense searching and um and also I was quite ill a lot as a kid so I had asthma and eczema and I was in the hospital quite a few times and I almost died a few times as well like wow. I felt this kind of like I might you know like lack of breathing and not being able to breathe and I remember having an experience when I was maybe 
seven or eight, I'm not sure exact age, and I had an a infection called impetigo. So it's, it's like a crust that builds up on your mouth and uh, you, you can't eat or drink. It's like, and if it goes up your nose and it can kill you, it's like a really like thick sort of, and it's really painful, so you can't really open your mouth. Like around your lips? Yeah. And kind of in your inside as well. So like I couldn't eat for about two weeks, and they were they were just trying to like get a little bit of like water and probably some wow. something in into my mouth. But I remember lying down in my mum's bedroom as a kid there, and it was dark and just having an experience of something beyond, and I couldn't explain it, and I couldn't. Didn't really have a reference point from it. I wasn't really. How old were you? I, as I said, around between like six to eight. I reckon wow. I can't remember exactly, but it was something that I remember now, and I can relate my later experiences back to that experience, and it's just like I feel like it gave me. It wasn't good or bad. It was just something that was just in that dark room. Something. There was there was a light and there was just an experience of something rising, 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 and it's just an experience. But it was a change. It was a, it was an experience of something different than my general reality. Mm-hmm. And later on, when I got into uh, mantra and practice and, and yoga and and connecting to the divine mother, then I had experiences that then made me make sense of my earlier experience as a kid. Mm. Um, yeah, but I was searching, so then I kind of got into music around that time as well. And that was before mantra, then rap lyrics and poetry was one of the things that also helped me make sense of my mm. my own emotional turmoil as a, as a 12-year-old. Like, it was, like, I got kicked out of school, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was just you know, trying to be a little bad man and <laughs> doing my own little, little stuff here and there and just... Um, Music. Yeah, so music was a therapy and a healing and, and sounds and so uh, later on getting into, into mantras from about age 13 and being introduced to this these practices, they just made so much sense to me. It felt like something that really sat deep within me to, to, yeah, to hear about these, these ways of honouring mm. the infinite and and um, and it kind of made sense to me that hip hop and rhymes and lyrics, in a way, are mantras and prayers and incantations as well, because they're using these universal yeah. keys of words, yeah. sound, that, yeah. power, repetition, rhyme yeah. as well, because it goes in, in it like gets a message deeper in there. So, uh, if you listen to to some of some of the songs that I've I've written, they they're first and foremost like back to this point of reminding they're reminders for myself to like, to, to remember like yeah mm. life is amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. so or, you are amazing you feel fire blazing all the challenges you're facing they've, they've been there for your training because mm. I, I want to remember that you know yeah. I want to remember remember that and and I want to hopefully also yeah. inspire others to remember to remember that too. But first and foremost, I need to remember that because I keep forgetting it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so so both yeah, be it Sanskrit mantras or be it English like rap poetry lyrics, it's these like creating that that uh, pattern that neural neural pathway in the brain of 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 a feeling, yeah. 
<laughs> so that goes back to your first first um question yeah. as well yeah yeah so like what so it's like um this this uh <laughs> that that dr yosui is it I, I always get mixed up between the names of there's a doc there's dr yosui who took the photographs of water crystals and then there's another similar name i think it, who's one of the founders of Re reiki okay. they're both uh, so forgive me guys if you know better than me about it but there's there's a japanese scientist yeah. who took photographs of water molecules at the moment of freezing yeah you, you've heard about this one no i haven't um and i think it's called miracles in water or something like that i, f I forget the name but it's uh it's beautiful it they so he took photographs of mo water molecules at the moment of freezing and said different words to it and so for example i love you thank you it caused uh, uh, like a beautiful snowflake, like six point is such geometric pound or right, I hate you, like in like a kind of uh, very ungeometric blob, like ugliest looking blobby stuff. And so it's showing the scientific manifestation of what mm. the words that we say mm. and the feelings that they create and the, and the vibrancy and the harmony and the frequency mm. of, of um, feelings. And, you know, when, when a feeling is aligned to to, in, a, in a pattern, in an orderly, um, beautiful pattern, or if it's kind of in a, like a cancerous, like, yeah. out. Chaotic. Yeah, chaotic yeah. and unorderly. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. undesirable manifestation. And there was quite a few different experiments like that, so different mantras or different prayers from different cultures. And I'd have like, some of those crystals would actually almost reflect the style of that culture that that prayer was in, wow. but they're always beautiful. Yeah. Or like classical music uh, from like Mozart or something that's like all beautiful stuff. Or if it was like some like really negative heavy heavy metal, death metal stuff, and it was like nasty yeah, um, yeah. molecules and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's some scientific people would you know say that it wasn't a good experiment and <laughs> it's not proved, but. It's nice to see that because it shows that yeah, whatever feeling that we focus on and how we want to mm. um, yeah tune into feelings yeah 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 because I feel like it's so interesting because I feel like sometimes you can be aware of it but you can't really see it yeah and sometimes you not even really aware of it but in the experiment it's like no 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 this is it's like the transference of energy you know mm. yeah. And I guess the more and more that you sort of introspect into your own feeling, then the more you become more aware, aware of your feelings in your environment. Yeah. So if you're in a yeah. space that's yeah. full of a lot of, you know, beautiful energy, uh, and um, for example, maybe if it's a space that's been for thousands of years, there's been so much um, uh, beautiful energy and beautiful prayers and beautiful sounds and offerings and like a, an ancient temple somewhere, then you'll be able to feel all those thousands of years of mm. those beautiful, that, that place is mm. filled with the vibrancy of that, mm. that frequency. And the same for somewhere that's, yeah. you know, with, with a, like, there's quite a few like scientific experiments and beautiful kind of evidences that I think there was like in these places where the concentration camps were in yeah. in the world war that like there were so many like cases of mental problems and suicides and murders and stuff for people that grew up in those areas because that resonance yeah. of all the all the suffering and all yeah. the 
injustice and all the mm. like heavy stuff that hadn't been shifted. Mm. Um, there's a guy who I know in, in Germany, cool guy called Raf, and he, he did like a mission to cycle to all of these. I don't know if it was on a motorbike or I think it was maybe a push bike that he cycled to all of the the concentration camps from Italy to Germany to Poland to France, whatever. Just put plant these organ generators that wow. like that he believes and certain people believe that it's got a well it's definitely uh, with a lot of good energy and and good intention and some copper coils and stuff and so they said that they can transform the the vibrancy frequency and the vibrancy in those places so he had this mission of like cycling around all those places and planting these mm. like transformational mm, yeah. tools there <laughs> yeah there's yeah. so many people are doing so many different beautiful things at the yeah, moment. So true. Yeah, and it's it's they're not always necessarily in total like agreement with each other and in, in, in the methods, but the intention is That's hopefully so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much coming here. I was going to mention about. I mean, this, I feel like it requires a sensitivity. To be able to, I feel like that's a whole different journey to like open yourself up to feelings that you know, hmm. like, n- not just the environment but also in yourself, yeah, to so your true calling and your true alignment with what's right for you because each yeah. person's different, isn't yeah, it? exactly. Each, each yeah. for each human is a, is a universe yeah. unto themselves, it's true. It, it sounds yeah. like you had that from a very young age, like because you, you kept looking for that, yeah. Innocence. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for all of the experiences that I've been having and that I'm still having, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think it's also like we were talking about before is that you mentioned that point that it's the suffering that has also has the yeah. seed of transformation generally. Uh, there's there's an analogy and yet yeah, again I'm maybe not not telling the Telling it very well because I can't remember always all of the details of the thing, but they say that um, there are some horses that, as soon as they even see water, they go straight and they drink. And then there are some horses that you need to take them a bit closer and then, like, <laughs> guide them to go and drink water there. And some that they even you, you take them and they like they don't even <laughs> they don't even drink unless you really force them to. And then some horses they don't. <laughs> just like don't it's not they're they're not the thirsty so they don't drink (laughs) you know even however much you try and force them to yeah unless like until it gets really to a point and then yeah yeah and um so that that's a a metaphor so about the dharma about the so this is from buddhist path that i'm not so familiar with but um, there's a lot of similarities between yeah, the Buddhist or the what they call Hindu. It's all from different yeah. branches of Sanatan Dharma, the, yeah. the eternal way. So, um, eternal way. Mm. Yeah, the eternal uh, ideal of perfection, the Dharma. So, in, in so the horse that sees the water, it's like. This, the, he doesn't even need to go through so much suffering himself. He can just see the suffering in the world anyway, and the nature of suffering. So straight as soon as he is is uh, showing the the way to to be break free from the cycle of suffering and from the causes of suffering, then he'll go straight to the water to drink. 
and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and most of us are not like that. Yeah. Like I'm, I haven't been like that. I've had to go through my own suffering and yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know okay. be broken down a bit. It's like okay, let me let me um, try and just yeah. enjoy life and not be attached to the enjoyment or to the suffering either, yeah. and just recognise it's all just a play. Mm-hmm. And do the best that I can and help as much as I can and be of service and mm-hmm. and try and let go of my own selfishness and let go of my own limiting destructive patterns that I'm holding and just yeah celebrate being alive <laughs> as much as possible. Mm. I feel like you definitely do that with your music. Oh thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I've got yeah, I've got many thoughts and there's I could be much better in, in, in many ways and more efficient with <laughs> but somehow there's a flow of energy that shares this this, yeah. this good and that yeah. and I'm grateful for that and yeah I want to yeah. become a more more and more clearer channel for, yeah. for 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 beauty and 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 joy and strength and celebration and, and peace to mm. to flow through. Love that. Like that. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I was gonna ask you how is there a specific like moment where you discovered this mantra tradition? Yeah, when I was thirteen. So, um, and and so, so that's why the thing about because I've been in, involved in quite a lot of different mm. um, aspects of it, and so I'm not sure if I want to pinpoint every. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful to all of the different, you know, paths and lineages, and. I'm not sure if it's useful to to pinpoint all of them because you know it's like in the last yeah in the last few years then the lineages and traditions that I've been connected with and one and one specific lineage of connecting to the divine mother being devoted to shakti to the goddess to the divine feminine and also the divine masculine that's an aspect of that so the shiva shiva shakti tradition and I see that all paths are, are valid and all paths are, are mm-hmm. divine and people come to the path at the perfect time that yeah. they're meant to in whichever aspect and whichever style that's yeah. what's right with them um, and a lot of a lot of organisations and groups and that's also natural as well that it happens that there's this thing of my way is the best way yeah. I was just gonna bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it? Yeah, because you mentioned like you know actually we're all trying to do the same thing, but in different ways. Yeah. And then I've been thinking about this a lot, and there there really is like sometimes it's like no this one no this one no this one. And and see it. Yeah, it was explained to me nicely. There was a brother who was from the. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Sometimes I don't even want to start mentioning names of different organisations and stuff because yeah. every, all of them are, all, are just very beautiful ways of, yeah. of connecting. And but but someone was saying it about one specific thing. It's like when you have this kind of like feeling, my way is the best way, and the way that my teacher tells is the best way, and all other ways are not right. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going hell if you're not doing this way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. then, um, yeah. then, <laughs> then, then it's like it. It makes it's it's like when you've just first discovered something. So this is how it was explained to me. When you first discover something, you suddenly feel like, oh wow, I've got the key, 
It's like like yeah. our, our yes. beautiful bro had a key around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so like you've got the key, and now and you're not you're, you're you're feeling completely transformed. Like your your limited experience of not being feeling disempowered is now different because you're feeling empowered. You're feeling plugged into the universal consciousness, uh, and and you haven't let it sit deeply in you enough yet to build to feel totally fine in all situations now to feel totally fine in all situations that sounds like a real real tall order actually and in fact it really is it's, it's very easy to say and it's one of those things that i often you know get, get that test for myself it's like i'll say yeah oh, like sharing a relaxation practice or, or you yeah. know a, a, in a session it's like maybe tune into that essence that whatever happens outside we can always yeah. <laughs> retreat and so okay you're sharing that with people okay try this situation and that situation yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> try it in that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um yeah so but at least to be up for it to for us to kind of ground ourselves in yeah. that in that feeling in that in that steadiness where we can be in different environments be around different people and not need to try and change them and just accept them for how they are yeah, and see the beauty in them and yeah. see the divinity in 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 everyone yeah. and everything even if it's not in the same sort of flow that we like to live our lives um but when that that takes time i guess and takes mm. maturity i suppose to be able to accept everything as it is mm. and it's not easy and um i'm not saying that i do either because <laughs> you know i have so many of my own struggles and whatever um but so the point is like when people are trying to force something on 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 yeah. it, like i remember when i was a kid actually so when i was 13 mm. uh it's always better to talk about your own experience than someone else's and i i'd had this experience of uh this meditation practice that awakens the kundalini the the divine mother shakti you invite divine mother to open up through your chakras and you can feel it physically not just a mental concept yeah, you can yeah, feel yeah. it on your hands and above your head and you you feel this this joy and this beauty and um in those moments before that i felt like i didn't need to try and explain the thing just mm. to be able to go more deeply into it and feel that thing and then and the actual the resonance and the feeling is shared without it needing to be explained mm. which also takes me back to the thing of oh, i don't yeah, really yeah, want yeah, to yeah, explain yeah. because yeah. as soon as we explain we lose the essence of yeah. the yeah. thing but yeah hopefully these yeah my blah 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 rings are useful somehow <laughs> to, you know um it's funny that that's the that's also the Tao, isn't it the whole concept yeah in the Tao Te Ching that was that was a book actually before I even started any practice it was a book that was around at home um and yeah, you know, I used to read bits of it and it was yeah, very inspiring mm. but it's hard to grasp unless you go deeper yeah. into the into yeah. the experience and even then you can't grasp it if you, if you say that you grasp it it's not the true Tao yet as they say yeah. the, the Tao yeah. that is spoken is not the true Tao yeah. yet yeah. The, the, the essence is indescribable yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny isn't it and it's like the words even reading it it's, yeah it's just it's completely different to experiencing it yeah and like you said with the Kundalini as well like you actually felt it it's like I feel like yeah for me there was a point where I didn't you know, I heard a lot of people talking about it, talking about it, and I think some people even talk about it and they haven't necessarily experienced it, you know? And then it's like, it's just a completely different thing when you feel it. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then it's interesting because you have reference points of what you've read or conversations yes. you've had. 
and it's like oh yeah. that's what they mean yeah, yeah. There, there was a there was an album um called uh, the first shall be last the last shall be first by sons of man who were one of the like offshoots of wu-tang oh, wow. uh so i was i remember and 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 it's yeah. it's got like a lot of like kind of gangster hip-hop stuff yeah. and a lot of real deep spiritual cosmic stuff in there as well and i was listening to it from my, my cousin introduced me to hip-hop when i was now, I was already into hip-hop in a way, but he got me into like Wu-Tang and basketball and graffiti <laughs> when I was like six, seven. And I remember listening to that album over and over and over again when I was like seven. And when I was 14, seven years later, a lot of the the concepts and the sort of descriptions of ex like experiences were much more alive to me because of my own path that had started the year before I was at age 13. So I remember finding the CD, listening again, that I'd listened to seven years back. And it had four sevens on the CD as well, like some kind of Hebrew like scriptures on it and stuff and the sun in the middle. And so it's like that that type of thing, you know, where you, you have input, but the things don't make sense to you. And then later on, you have an experience and then you go back and you say oh that's what they were talking yeah, about yeah 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 <laughs> but it's like until the veil's lifted you don't you it's not it's not available it's to you yeah i i started started saying a little bit of something and then we went on different on a different um flight oh, yeah. path i wanted so i wanted to finish off about that thing about when when you this um wanting to, wanting to yeah. convert or yeah, wanting yeah, to yeah. Yeah. so it's it was described the way this brother described it. I often, you know, remember that because um, it made a lot of sense. When when you're not yet grounded deeply in your experience of the feeling of your practice, or you found a practice or a way or a religion or or I don't know a method uh, to connect to a feeling of great joy or beauty um, mm -hmm. and peace. Mm. then you then become more sensitive to the environments that you where you don't feel that and where and you see you don't feel that other and if, if you don't feel that other people are aligned with that same alignment then you want to convert those other people you're like you need to come to this you need to come to this way or you need to come to Jesus, you need to come to Allah, you need to come to Krishna or mm. whatever it is, <laughs> you need to come to science, you know, whatever it is, but this is the only way. And if you don't have this way, then you, you're going wrong. Mm. Um, so it comes from a certain, certain amount of not being able to feel comfortable with the different environments. And I feel like when, when you're really more deeply connected to that divine source, be you, whether you call it Allah, whether you call it Jesus, or whether you call it Krishna, or whether you call it Devi, or whether you call it Pachamama, or whatever it is, you know, there's a differences according to location on the planet, according to culture and different yeah. styles, but it's that one infinite essence that takes all these infinite forms. Um, and if we can feel that absolutely pure loving energy by whichever name, through whichever culture, then we won't need to, you know, want to change others or judge others or say that they're wrong mm. and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to just feel settled and yeah not have this thing of like so it's got to a certain level it's like showing a bit of a sign of lack of maturity yeah when we're wanting to convert people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rather than naturally just hopefully sitting and 
yeah, yeah. resting in that yeah. essence and and then people come to you and say what is it that you're doing why are you feeling so <laughs> like what or why <laughs> so i feel like that's so big mm. it's it's that and it's so small it's like rather than putting yourself out there like you said then it's just your presence and people start to notice like you're just having a good time you know <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and i um heard something recently it was like uh, yeah don't offer your opinion unless people ask for it yeah that's a good one eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want i want to i want to learn to practice that yeah <laughs> can you teach me how to, how to practice that <laughs> It's like a good same one. thing. Yeah, it's a really good one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like when when they ask for it, then it's then it's the channel's open. They're here to listen to what That's you have it. to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's toughest with the people that you love the most as yeah. well, right? Because you want to. And, and, and also because those people, you're around them more, right? So, yeah, yeah, so if yeah, they're not aligned true. with your alignment, then it can be tough. <laughs> so you want to you wanna get everyone in tune in a good way, but yeah. not also, and also not be pushy. I've definitely had troubles with it, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Uh, yeah, and I feel like it, you said it comes back to just accepting everyone where they are, you know? Mm. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like we go on these journeys and these paths, and I feel like we can get so distracted by all these different things, and then some things of like being able to communicate with each other right, can get a bit lost, you know. Yeah. And like to be able to just accept, you know, and it's like we can get so lost and like, oh my god, I've <laughs> done this and I've done that, you know. This is something that's I've been like, thinking about quite a lot recently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's interesting, yeah, because then it's like share. So that's why you've asked me to share experiences or like or or my or where 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 my path started and stuff like that. And it can be nice as a reference point, and hopefully it can also be inspiring. But I've I've also been been told by by people that I have been guided by and mentored by that it's not worth talking about experiences mm, 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 because you know you can have a very deeply inspiring experience, but. You know, it's just an it's just a it's just a moment, right? And there's yeah. so many infinitely more moments to yeah. to create and to, to experience. And if we hold on to the experience and get attached to the experience, yeah. then we can yeah, 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 yeah. lose the 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 that the juice, the beauty from that experience can be drained because it's you know yeah. in this what like one beautiful thing I've been around the the Amazonian and shamanic traditions and Afro Afro Brazilian African Brazilian traditions and that's been a real big influence in my life and my music as well. Um, a little mm. bit later on, I got connected to these these uh, paths and, and ways when I was about eighteen and started deeply into that 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 side of um, practice and music and and prayer and and one of the things one one elder in one of the groups said to me he was like you with all that energy that you're experiencing now do something with it mm. don't just like talk about it or think about it mm. do stuff with your hands you know mm. um or like draw write sing um put your hands on the earth so like, actually so this this um yeah i'm really i feel that like at the moment a lot of the things that i've been 
planting the seed of intention with are now manifesting in, in real life. So there's a project that I'm going to be involved with, which is planting trees. So we're calling it chanting and planting. Mm. So we're going to plant trees and real physical trees and plant the seed and plant trees of, of love through chanting mantras and, and singing together. And, and uh, so I feel really grateful to be able to have that have people because it's something that I've been wanting to do so much over the years and just being living in the city and yeah not knowing, not knowing how where why <laughs> you know yeah. knowing why but not knowing how where or with who to plant trees and <laughs> plant food and yeah. connect to these these ways of um that all of the ancestors of this planet have all been naturally in tune with in a in a natural way you know giving gratitude for 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 life for nature um, all the indigenous ways of all all over the world. That's our our, our original way is being in tune with the cycles of nature. So, so I feel really grateful to be mm. yeah linking up with these brothers uh, from Crops Not Shops mm. who are doing this project of yeah starting planting food and planting trees and getting that happening as much as possible and free food for communities and mm, that's so cool. yeah yeah. So a lot of like what I've been rapping about or singing about or. Thinking about this, you know, it's the people come together. You, you hold that, hold that vision, and hold that, that, um, that prayer for the highest good of all beings, and naturally things start start coming together like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there like I want to ask you something about? Yeah, just the whole thing about like you know, we're all doing the same thing, but with different path paths. Right. Is there something that you personally like? find a way to, in acceptance of that, you know? In acceptance of everybody just, having their own path. Yeah, and, and also maybe just navigating when other people are like trying to sway you in specific directions. Uh-huh. Yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So what, how to hold your own space and yeah, that's tune into go. your inner voice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one and it's a continuous learning process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't it? Everybody is their own universe. If I, I and I and I'll hear the voice of some one of my my friends who's been very helpful to me over the years and uh, who introduced me to my teacher and he he would say you know really it just depends what your priority is. Ooh, that's just, so good. Yeah. Love that. Really simplifies. It's like what's your priority? Prioritize that. Mm. You know, yeah. And and then if you if you're prioritizing that in your life, then whatever um, distractions or different possible directions that come in, yeah. So that you'll know where to withdraw your attention or draw your boundary. If it's not for what's yeah, what for, if it's not in in alignment yeah. with your priority yeah. of your dharma of your. Yeah. Your your ideal of perfection. Yeah, love that. Yeah, it's yeah easier said than done, right? Yeah. But definitely, the more that we we put our focus and our energy mm. and our our love and our gratitude to to our priority, and hopefully, what our priority will be will be for the highest good of all beings, mm. as everyone is a reflection of ourselves. And if if we're walking on selfish paths of you know this disconnected or, or paths that are harming ourselves or harming others then it's you know it's never for the highest good of all beings <laughs> so it needs to be for the highest good of ourselves 
mm. for our families, for our communities, for all of nature and for all of life. Mm. So prioritizing that. Mm. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Highest timeline. <laughs> What's that? Highest timeline. Yeah. A lot of these these teachers around they remind us as well that yeah, time is really limited. We're not in this body for for a very long time. We don't know when it's our time to leave this body. And especially I guess this year, twenty twenty, like so many people, not necessarily from the you know the famous um, illness that's going around. But uh, <laughs> sorry, is that funny? But I mean, for so many other reasons, old age and so many people are leaving their bodies. But like, um, yeah, more than ever this year, have I known so many people who've who've got family members and mm. parents and, and and colleagues and whatever and friends who've who've been leaving their so their true. body. Um, and mm. yet, yet we still act like we. We um, yeah. have forever. Sadhguru, Isha Yoga, Jogi Vasu Devi does loads of good, good videos and talks really well. <laughs> Not unlike me, who's <laughs> just blah 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 and on, repeating a bit of fear stuff from here and there. But, <laughs> um, I'll always just say if we if we know that we, you, there's no guarantee that we wake up tomorrow. We won't waste any time. You know? Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, I wanna <laughs> I wanna get myself much more focused and yeah. pinpoint because sometimes it feels like I'm, you know, just struggling just to get through my own mental emotional patterns that I'm in. And so that's why I also use music and mantra and so, yeah. so the uplifting uplifting feeling of also sharing that to help yeah, to 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 help to mm-hmm. clarify the path and something and it's a beautiful thing to have our own internal practice and then also to have have yeah. you know, people to reflect uh, yeah. that and to yeah remind each other of the divinity within you know like that um yeah love that i feel like it just squashes everything you know it's like that whole we are all equal <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it mm. what, also when you say the divine mother It was introduced to me uh, through this first aspect of the path that I, where I was got into when I was thirteen. That it's like in the Bible they've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. So if you've got a Father and a Son, what's missing? Mm. What's missing? Father, Son. The mother. Ah, the mother. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The mother and and, and, and yeah, the daughter also. But, yeah. Uh, it, son can maybe be male or female, right? But. If there's a there's a, if there's a child, yeah, yeah, then yeah. then then there needs to be a, so that's okay. So actually, the mother is the Holy Spirit that is that is uh, missing from that Trinity. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's so, and, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so. Wow, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, it's a sweet way that they that they um describe that. Yeah, Sri Mataji describes, and so from in the one of the books that I'm really into and that really helps practice a lot it's called the chandi chandi path and it describes the divine mother as the intrinsic nature intrinsic energy of all nature of all life so swamiji calls it like that that divine mother is the essence of all beings 
of all imaginable and all unimaginable realities, the energy of movement, the energy of stillness and the energy of harmony, past, future, present, the list is endless, <laughs> you know, of that Divine Mother is the birther of the cosmos, mm. the birther of the creator, the sustainer and the destroyer of the cosmos, known as Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, mm -hmm. the Parashakti. And she is even beyond gender, so it's even beyond, so there's infinite Shiva and Shakti, infinite awareness and energy. So, so we'll talk about energy, right? So in fact, Divine Mother is that Shakti, is the energy. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I was going to say, how does that relate to like masculine and feminine? Hmm. They say it's like the, the sun and its rays, they're not separate, but they are, but they're not. So the, the masculine Shiva is like the, the sun and then the, the rays of the sun is the Shakti, is the, the goddess. And the stillness, the consciousness, the observer, the witness is the Shiva, mm. which can be in our, you know, in our limited mind thought of as masculine. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the movement that comes from that stillness is the is the shakti, is the energy that, and from and so Guruji Amritanandanata Devi Puran uh, Sampradaya, he he says. Uh, the union of space and time is the union of, of Shiva and Shakti and so from that union of space and time the Big Bang is created so like the, so in, in, he, he's a scientist um, and, and, a, and a spiritual guru and he's one of my great influences as well um, what's the name? Amritanandanata of Devi Puram. Okay. And so, so it's really beautiful how he says, so from the union of space being the, the Shakti mm. and time flowing into space, their union is, creates the whole, all the, yeah. all the creation and all the, all the separation, all this, all this, you know, separate beings are born out of the Shakti, the desire of the universe to experience herself as many. Yeah. And and the many all have the desire to experience themselves as one, because only when we're experiencing absolute one can we feel totally blissful and happy, feeling totally at home, feeling totally aligned to that one. Yeah. And it's in our feeling of disconnection from that one yeah. that we experience the suffering of being bound to a limited body, mind, emotions, in this this world of supposed separation and so we have that desire to experience unity in one way or satisfaction and fulfillment um mm -hmm. like content yeah yeah because then because our desires never make us content we're always desiring another thing you know you have a temporary satisfaction you eat food you enjoy it yeah. right and then <laughs> and then you Later on, you're going to want more, and then sometimes it's just like so the, <laughs> the battle of too much and too little. Yeah. What's your um, perspective on like gurus and having gurus and like following teachings 
do you feel like there's ever a point where you like drop it all or is that just a, not really important it depends you know it's it there was a beautiful quote that i read from guruji just recently and he was saying you know Guru is a dirty word these days. Yes. It's been so disrespected. The traditional meaning of what is what Guru is, yeah. so how it's used these days is kind of um, so far apart. In Sanskrit, Guru means darkness, Ooh. the darkness of ignorance, of illusion, of separation, and Ru is the remover of that darkness. So the one who reveals the light of awareness, so he reveals the light of yoga. Um, the Guru is that. So, bowing to that embodiment of pure awareness, of pure bliss, of satchitananda, truth, consciousness, bliss, that is the, the, the real guru. And in our Western ideas of, you know, what's, what's um, acceptable and what's, you know, right and sense of self and it's very hard to be able to want to see all of that truth in a, another human you know and surrender yeah yeah and because and and it's it's not only just in the recent days that 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 um you know that there's been both the the purity and the distortion from even in the ancient scriptures you have uh people that they would describe as demons actually who use these powers and these these techniques and tools for selfish means yeah and so there's a lot of the mythologies are both the gods and the demons are, are just people who have different focuses <laughs> you know who are using the same tools of empowerment but when the the divine beings or the gods and goddesses are, are aligned to the to the truth of the highest good for all and then the the demonic energy or the the asuras as, as it's called in Sanskrit are people that are wanting to possess, wanting to holding on to the limit, seeing the separation, seeing the difference, mm. and holding on to that and wanting to dominate. Mm. But ultimately, that will always self destruct because whatever is imbalanced in that way, that will it will it will end up being dissolved because the highest the highest harmony is always mm. everything is everything is always coming back to that mm. there's a mantra that says for Shiva it says in countless compassionate and beautiful forms and peaceful forms and in countless terrifying and and terrible forms and beyond all of these I bow to Shiva I bow to that pure consciousness so both the so-called good and the so-called bad they all come from that one infinite source and it's all the play of energy or the play of Shakti. So you, you asked that question about um, what does, how does it relate to masculine and feminine? Mm. So I don't know if I've helped elucidate that at all or clarify that. So the Shiva is, is thought of as consciousness, observe, the observer, the witness. Mm -hmm. And then the Shakti is the one that animates that seed of awareness and nurtures it and gives birth to uh, individuals in, and, and the world of nature which is infinite layers of beings of individuality mm -hmm. and 
it's sometimes yeah there's different teachers who beautifully describe it it's like why does the divine why does the universe why does the want to create these infinite different realities all as a plane uh, so the Lalita Sahasranama is a really beautiful prayer and chant and it's been one, one, one that I've been practicing for some years and it's been very so powerful and purifying and and we, we, we connect with Saturn. Yeah, I was like, that, yeah. Um, and Lalita means she's playful. Wow. Uh, so the whole universe is her play. Yeah. So I'm saying everything is just her play. And, and the, yeah. <laughs> and she's also the form of both the, the Shakti and Shiva as one. So there's a, before they separate and divide into yeah. infinite, they're, they're actually just, just one. Mm. And that's described in the Yantra and the geometry as well. So the mantra is the sound, and then the, the yantra is the geometric geometric representation and blueprint of the universe. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how you said it's like androgynous, like not male or female, but then it's called mother, it's like, you know? <laughs> mm. I guess it's just our language. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I've been reading that it's been explained that para, para means absolutely beyond. So if it's para shiva or if it's para shakti, ah. then the, the, it's beyond before and after and beyond mm. the manifestation as two as something di- separate and different that yeah, exactly. that you know that merge and then yeah. you know multiply. <laughs> so. Mm. What do you feel about the state of the world at the moment and like where we are in our evolution? <laughs> like I find it so crazy that you know there's only like you know m- masters who've got this ancient knowledge this is just few and far you know and it's just like do we get to a place where we're all going to be like that you know? <laughs> the Sanatan Dharma says that we all are destined for that. Yeah. Throughout our our millions of births yeah. as insects and stones and mountains and rivers and trees and animals of all different types and humans of all different types to get to the birth that then we get to encounter a, a true guru. Mm. So that is comes back to your other question as well, which we didn't fully really quite mm. like finish, which is about a true guru is not having any selfishness, is not having any um, any kind of desire for power or fame or, or or money or anything like that. It's just completely of service. It's not actually uh, a human. It's just have very having a very thin veil of humanity, but it's just a river of love. Mm. <laughs> so just a river of compassion and mercy, and and, mm. and is just there to serve just being of service and sometimes if we when we're around people like that we can feel that mm-hmm. and yet again you know it's there are many and my my gurus they they say you know there are a lot of so-called gurus and so-called swamis and so-called teachers and shamans who are actually yeah they you know they'll get a bit of energy and a bit of practice and then get distracted and you know start to oh wow i can I can uh, influence people. I can, um, I can make money out of this. I can get <laughs> take advantage of people out of this. So sadly, mm. that that happens, and, and it has has happened in the ancient times. Not only these days, with the, but maybe yeah. it happens more these days. Yeah. Who knows? But um, 
so according to Sanatan Dharma then so you might be into practice for many lifetimes but then to be able to find a, a real guru and then to be able to surrender to that guru and for the grace of the divine to pass through from the original Shiva and Shakti through through that lineage through that guru who's a complete embodiment of that who's mm. dissolved all of their egotism and selfishness and to transmit that and help dissolve that in you and then that's and then you that's your <laughs> your moksha your your freedom mm. and then ultimately so when then there's this non-dual that actually all of that is just a dream you know there's there is no <laughs> there is no me there is no you there is no infinite lifetimes there is no birth there is no death there is only the pure consciousness there is only one infinite experience yeah. but we also experience the separation as well and that's part yeah. of the the rasa, the flavor, the experience, the feeling, which goes back to our very first question, <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> We're feeling the experience of being a, an individual. Yeah. That's actually what you say, that there is none, because I feel like, I feel like it's like, you've experienced, we've experienced everything really, like this whole oneness, it is everything, so it's like countless lifetimes, yeah, all of it, but then that kind of also equals it's lead, led me to a place where I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter then. You know, it's also none. You know? mm. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so, yeah, so that's everyone's ultimate destiny and everyone will, will come to it in the right time. You know, it's like, sometimes you share... Uh, a moment with with uh, around a circle, around a around a fire, and there's twelve people sitting there, but one person's like, "What was that that you were chanting?" And then they start chanting it, and then they get into it. It's not because you're great; it's because they're also ready to do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so the, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've just sat here and just told you loads, a whole bunch of cliches <laughs> for the last year. But hopefully, they're useful cliches, or you know, a bunch of gimmicks. You know, but. Um, <laughs> But there's, there's, here's another one, here's another game for you. So, <laughs> no, it said, um, yeah, when, when the, these questions come, then I just, I, whatever comes up in my yeah. awareness, my consciousness is yeah. often things that I've heard and that have been inspired to me. So I'm just here like, parroting on yeah. well again. <laughs> I feel like they're cliche for a reason. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to talk to, to, you know, not try and take take ourselves too seriously yeah. because of <laughs> yeah true <laughs> you know um very true and so so yeah it was i was reminded of this thing that i've heard many times before it's like we are spiritual beings or eternal beings having a yeah. human experience yeah. um so we're here to experience the experience of being mm. An individual I've experienced the experience of pain of pleasure of happy of sad of all of the all of the um mm. the the range that this world has for us you know yeah, there's a range. and then, and but the to ideally not cling mm. not cling to to things as they're all passing through because everything is temporary in the temporary moving world and be able to rest in the stillness while fully fully being playing our role of whatever role we have to play in the world, be it, you know, friend or or son or daughter or mother or father or 
sister or brother or teacher or student or you know whatever whatever role that we have to play just fully be able to play that role but not be attached to the role that we have to play in in, in different certain moments so in the Bhagavad Gita they 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 talk about this you know Sri Krishna tells Arjuna to to do battle you know yeah 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 yeah. and um and he's like no how can I kill all my you know my 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 family members he's like who really knows the self does not kill or and cannot be killed even if he's killing or being killed. So that's that's a really tricky one as well because it can be, oh, okay, I'm going to go and murder people because actually I'm just the pure self and this is just the body and this is just the destiny. <laughs> you know, there can be so many, yeah. so much room for in- misinterpretation. But True. the um, the essence is that yeah, to be able to live our life and do whatever that we meant to do without being attached to the to the to the fruits yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without wanting to possess and just yeah. give everything up to the divine. Bhakti, devotion, yeah. you know, being able to Yeah. And and through and that's why it's a scientific process of, of sound. So we touched on that earlier as well. So through the sound of the divine, through mantra, mm-hmm. it, it it align through repetition upon repetition upon repetition, it aligns us to these cosmic truths, these eternal truths that we can read and intellectually agree with, but to have it as a lasting, grounded experience, it takes constant dedication and devotion and practice and repetition. Mm. Um, yeah, and yet, yeah, and so that's the that's the the point of the bhakti yoga is that devotion yeah. and having a, a feeling and emotion of. Of, of a relationship with that divine because that divine yeah. is infinite and is beyond all yeah, yeah, all yeah, forms yeah. but so but that's hard for us to yeah to, to, to think about and that is this jnana yes. yoga is this non-duality is that yeah. there is only the infinite self there is no body there yeah. is no mind there is no relationship there yeah. is no time there is no <laughs> there is only shiva there is only that pure infinite awareness um yeah this is a very high um viewpoint and experience observer yeah. point and it's pretty hard for most of us yeah, yeah, and for, for, for me as well and for, for so many to be able to just really truly practice that you might intellectually be able to continuously say that but um, while we're still having our experience of you know if someone slaps me around the face it's going to hurt you know <laughs> but to, to be able to rest in that yeah. awareness so so that's where being able to see the bhakti yoga is this this form of devotion, yoga meaning union, union of the infinite with the with the with the finite, with the temporary, with the eternal, of the body, with the with the with the presence and bhakti meaning devotion. So if I want to free it's like it's like, you know, Buddhist or non dual teachings, I'll just say have no attachment. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can agree that that will be a great way to be, but we we're always attached. We're animals of of habit, and we, you know, uh, and so then the, the the science of bhakti is is to be able to use the sound and the image and the idea of a relationship with the divine. So if I think of the divine as the mother or the goddess, and I want to have a loving relationship and feel like I'm a child and feel like I'm being looked after and protected. And then the divine likes that feeling and that mood and helps to increase that mood. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll say, 
uh, these mantras every day and I'll uh, so keep saying them and reading their meanings and at some point hopefully I'll start to feel the experience of them. Like mm. some of the name of Divine Mother is she uh, who has no anxiety in anything at all. Yeah. And it's like imagine not having any anxiety in any situation at all. Yeah, hopefully yeah, by yeah, repeating yeah. it again and yeah. again and again and again then that that feeling gets injected into our yes. our nervous system and our, we, we start yeah. to experience that that um beautiful and calming and scented feeling of yeah what that actually, feels like <laughs> i was just going to ask you like how the practice it must bring difference into your life and in your interaction with in your relationships mm. so and i feel like you kind of went into it there anyway okay there we go yeah <laughs> yeah that's right so and even when, when when these sort of things happen so someone says what you're thinking then you realize actually you can start to see that these words are not mine they're not yours they're oh. just they're just being flowing through yeah. like and it's just what that specific stream of information is what wants to be yes. expressed um <laughs> and we, um, we probably get it a lot and that you know you think about someone and then they send a message you know yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's about okay that's just yeah, uh, the flow. yeah the universe has his ways her, her ways to yeah. express through different things and yeah without a doubt in in um interactions right so helps a lot to to not take things personally because you know when when um when someone projects their their good stuff or their bad stuff yeah, usually we usually oh, so that's another another point and this is um uh, one of these these key things in the in the dynamic traditions is that uh we have to go beyond our likes and dislikes yeah and we're bound by what we like and what we don't like we're chasing yeah um, um, uh, the wonderful uh, saint from Kerala who hugs people she yeah. and says you know we 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 are chasing our pleasure and running away from our pain yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly and so then we're never free because we're constantly chasing what we like and we're constantly running away from what we don't like and if we can sit and accept everything that comes and goes mm. and not chase uh, and I'm maybe not quite you know more exactly now sometimes I get confused because ultimately it's one source of in, in, information that comes through all these different beautiful uh, teachings and masters and people in different yeah. ways yeah, and yeah. sometimes so or whether uh, my filing system there I'm not sure <laughs> who is <laughs> it, it, it all becomes one um, but uh, if we can yeah, not not chase pleasure and not run away from pain and also not even run away from pleasure and not chase pain but accept everything that comes and goes and yeah, and, and yeah then yeah then everything just comes and goes yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's like yeah one of the reminders that i want to remind myself and hopefully others as well with, with in in the songs that i'm sharing as well um so by the way guys my album's coming out next year <laughs> here comes the advert in it yeah <laughs> Oh, that's just a cheesy little little advert, right? Mixing, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sharing these these songs um, that I've been sharing quite a lot, uh, live and in circles and in 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 gatherings, mm. and finally have some beautiful recordings of them. And so keep in tune for that. Mm, nice. um, 
and one of the messages is all that is happening is happening as it is and there's no need to stress because it's a blessing just to live yeah. so all of these these reminders it's like okay everything is happening as it is i don't need to over yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like being able to continuously mm. come back to the center mm. <laughs> there's you know do you know there's these um like when you see there's these kind of toys that are like blow up balloon type mm. things like i can think of like a skittle or something like that and like you you hit it and it bounces back up oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so years ago i think i remember reading that that's that's like someone that would had got to the to to it to the point of pure awareness it's like how whatever where you hit them they're always going to just come back so <laughs> it's like Ding. it's like if that was if that was a balloon buddha yeah you hit it down it's always just come back in lotus mm -hmm. position <laughs> yeah um and the more deeper that we go the deeper the test get as well so oh do you know what that, that is so <laughs> true and the, and so you get asked to to really embody your yeah. your 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 yeah. what you're supposedly realizing or what you're supposedly coming into contact the teachings yeah. of, of of the key to being at peace. It's like yeah, and I also feel like that they get really subtle. Like we almost can't even see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really hard to even yeah. Love that. I wanted to ask as well, just to flash back a bit of when we were talking about like. You know, every path is right, like, through your journey, how have you, like, come across different things and then let go of them and then, like, also not holding on to this idea that, you know, this is a bad thing? Right, right. That's That's been an interesting... That's a good question. <laughs> that's, it's been an so interesting process of, of tuning into what's really aligned with the feeling of that inner peace and that central, centralised flow when it's, that's in the center of the body but it's in the center of that's aligned to everything between the earth and mm. the stars and and being able to kind of connect with the essence and not uh mm. and 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 you know it's like when you cut a uh uh what's the what would be the kind of fruit um like a jackfruit or mm. You can't eat the skin of a jackfruit. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of another thing that maybe what what an, an English vegetable or fruit, which has an unedible skin. I guess kiwi, but some people eat this. Some people do eat it, yeah. yeah. But it, I I know even I do occasionally, but it's furry and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you to be able to discard the parts that are not orange, I guess. Yeah, orange is very hard to eat. An orange skin, yeah. You might have a little tiny zest of it, right? But, yeah. But um, yeah, you want to discard the, the skin of the orange. Good one, thanks. <laughs> and then you and then and 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 enjoy the the sweet and slightly sour, yeah. tangy yeah. fruit that's nourishing and gives you vitamin C. And uh, mm. so, because there's there's the there's the essence of the teaching, mm. which is pure peace and and patience and love and gratitude and service and generosity and that's the inner essence of all teachings no matter where they're from um and then there's the cultural um applications you know depending and on which location in the world and what the 
habits of the people depending on their environment yeah. and then how that gets mixed that's um, so important yeah. yeah so so we were talking about bhakti yoga earlier so from from what i understand and what i've read and heard and feel um all paths are paths of bhakti yoga all religions or all alternative paths they're all paths paths of bhakti yoga so you have you want to attain union with that form of your devotion be that the form as as we said before be it and the name and the the idea or the embodiment or the non-embodiment of that divinity is you know be it uh, krishna be it shiva be it shakti be it devi be it lakshmi be it yamaja be it uh olorum be it pachamama be it Jesus, be it Allah, be it Muhammad, be it you know, whoever's these these names, these ideas of they be they human embodiments or be they divine embodiments or as I said, um, formless and beyond indescribable, indescribable like like the, what they were called the Parabrahman or what Muslims will call Allah. You know, it's it's you call the name of that divine being, you imagine that divine being helping you, protecting you, you give gratitude to that divine uh, essence and you feel supported by that and it creates a on a, on a physiological level it creates a, a good feeling you know it's like if you smile and you say thank you then <laughs> and it's so the belief part is there's one great master called Sri Rama Krishna Paramahamsa who is a, a master from about 100 years or more back um, in India and he said that belief you know, the actual, the, the divine experience, the religious experience only happens once you've had the direct, complete, mm. absolute experience. And before that, it's just, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully you'll have a little taste of an experience and then you'll want to really deepen in that experience. So it's, but they're, they're the same tools that are used no matter what the location, be it mountains or jungle or desert or field, you know. Uh, all over the world will have devotion to an aspect of an idea of divinity and in these you know indigenous and ancient traditions be they from in these lands the celtic gods and goddesses or amazonian or african or indian or wherever it is they'll they'll see divinity in everything in in man in woman in mother in father in child in grandmother and grandfather in water in fire and air in in space, in plant, in star, in sun, in moon, and and see that everything is a is a fractal, everything is a pattern. Um, so, so what so what happens is you know then also there there are safety mechanisms as well, right? So people feel safe in their community amongst their tribe. If there's people from another place. You know, back in ancient days, before there was awareness of all the, you know, like right now we are aware of, like they call it the global village, right? Mm -hmm. So we have uh, awareness of all the people all over the world and we can have a video call with someone on the opposite side of the planet. Yeah. And, you know, I have those mantra uh, chanting sessions on Thursdays with a girl who joins in from Australia, there's a couple who joined in from Mexico, someone in Switzerland, someone in wow. Manchester. And every week we share that same moment. So there's, you know, beautiful things about that as well but so in terms of you know the fear of other paths or saying this is the only way yeah 
there is, you know, there's reasons for that as well. And, and even in terms of bhakti yoga, it's like, if you see that Divine Mother is your form, is your ultimate form, mm. then you see all forms are just actually aspects of her. And so that's fine, but you respect all those forms and you love all of them equally. Uh, and often, you know, but in these kind of patriarchal religions, it's often the case that it's like, you know, this is the main form, everything else is lower. Yeah. So if, you, if, you're, if you're like not saying this specific name, yeah. be it Jesus or Allah or Krishna, then you're getting it wrong, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's also understandable because if you have a relationship with that aspect of divinity, you want to only be completely focused on that. You don't really want to yeah, yeah, focus yeah, yeah, much yeah. on other things. Um, and hopefully if we mature deeply into that, then we can also see our beloved aspect of divinity in other aspects yeah. and see that all those other aspects are also just part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and depending, like for me in my own journey, I've been around yeah, the, the Sanatan Dharma the, in tradition, the Indian tradition, what's known as Hinduism, um, and, that's, and different shoots of that, different streams of that. And it's been deeply uh, nourishing. And then also African-Brazilian traditions from the Amazon, shamanic traditions, mm. uh, and Sufi tradition as well, through, through the Islamic path as well. Mm. Um, and for a certain point, I was kind of doing all these three at the same time. And not, not just dabbling, but being part of communities, but taking part in the ceremonies, having practicing daily prayers all of all these three communities so sufi islamic prayers um you know al-fatiha and zikr and, wow. and remembering the divine name of allah and this african brazilian tradition and the shamanic prayers which also had aspects of catholicism mixed in so it's like mestizo yeah. and brazilian religion and the you know the shamanic songs and prayers and yeah. and those days which would be aligned to the days of the saints yeah. um and then the the the, the hindu yeah. uh uh, festivals of for the Divine Mother Navaratri and you know uh, Krishna Jayanti and Shivaratri and these practices and and practicing that mantra daily that was always the first practice for me and it ended up being the last one but uh, all these other things I feel so deeply grateful as well because I felt like I can then relate to different humans and different um, ways different lenses of experiencing divinity um, also through the music and through the culture and through the language and through that the different these beautiful different styles that have their own beautiful empowering empowering energy. So um, yeah. I also feel like those are three hearts of the world. Like so, in, and they all look a bit heart shaped. So like India kind of looks like a heart shape, Africa looks like a heart, and South America looks like a heart. And I feel like they're three heartbeats. That and it's been explained to me that uh, it's all been was one Pangaya, isn't it? It was all one yeah. one one land. Yeah, before yeah. the continental drift drifted us apart in different yeah. <laughs> directions um yeah you know that uh, during that time i remember all these three traditions and paths were, and uh, you know in the teaching they say you need to just choose one if you it's like you can't go down a million rivers <laughs> at once <laughs> unless you cut your body in many pieces you know if you if you want to get to the ocean all, all rivers lead to the ocean but they take different ways and you 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 can't be in two boats at the same time. Mm. And for me, I, I heard that and sometimes somewhere I was in conflict, but I also felt, you know, I'm feeling really happy and blessed to celebrate the wine in all these different ways. And I don't need to go um, mm. and <laughs> I don't need to go and like say, 
that their way is not the right way or that yeah. I, or and even if people are all saying to me oh you shouldn't really be mixing I'm like I, I accepted what they're saying but I was following my way until I found my teacher who was like okay now now it's time to you to finish the other these other ways wow. um, and then I was able to go much deeper but at the same time I still honor the, yes. the the ways that and, and and in my music and in yeah. and culturally I still feel deeply connected to the shamanic tradition the African mm. tradition yeah. the Amazonia and the Sufi to a certain extent as well which feels like another you know strain of the it's all it's all ultimately the same but it's also different there's yeah, a thing yeah, yeah. the same same but different right yeah. <laughs> so um, and and you know I was I was being told to you know you need to just choose one. And some people would give their judgments and say, like, you know, you're kind of, you're just getting mixed up. And I, and I guess I was over, <laughs> over, overdoing it to a certain extent, but it was only when it was fully transmitted to me in a real, like, un, unquestionable, like, transmission of such pure clarity from, from my teacher and her, her, um, her grace, her love, her clarity. Her strength it was just and then and then it was okay there wasn't a question about it and I'm so grateful for that but I feel that also happens when it's when it's ripe mm. it won't. so I guess many many people that I know are in this sort of similar boat of having mm. a few different paths that they're walking with and mixing with as well yeah and it it can get it depends how deep you go in the path if you're if you're just kind of dabbling in a way yeah. You know, there is, it can be okay. Um, dabbling is okay. Hmm. And Thomas said dabbling is okay. <laughs> I don't know if, that, if that's true, but... Um, it, dep- yeah, it depends how, how deeply you're, you're, um, you're practicing stuff. Because to really deeply practice something, you'll be wanting to remember that in every moment. Um, and, and spend periods of time and years and where you're completely focusing on that aspect and depending on and depending on the path so some paths have many layers of practice and yeah. like layers upon layers okay so you finish that side and then that side and that side and that side and then it just continues and continues um so if you're in something like that then you don't you won't be able to continue other daily practices because some things can clash um but for example, if you're just gathering and singing, you know, yeah. that's, there's no there's yeah, no harm in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's if it's honouring the divine, like yeah. so, like for example, in some of the songs that um, on the album, they they're honouring the the African and and Brazilian uh, traditions as well. And there's a song from Yamaja, Yamaja or Yamaya. She's the goddess of the ocean in the in the African Yoruba tradition, and it's a beautiful song from Umbanda that I was so beautiful, like so felt so inspired by that I, I made my own English translation of it and I share it as a, as a dance and and I saw a post online of a lady who works with with the Odishas in a deep way and she's initiated priestess of, of Oshun in in these traditions and I saw that someone would, she she'd put up a post saying you know that someone was um doing readings with cards of the Odishas and uh and for her, who was an initiated priestess, she found that as a real disrespect to the tradition because that's not how these divinities work. They, there's a whole deep um, process of initiation and tradition and lineage and offerings and, and, 
and training mm. and, and to be able to give divinations or give mm. uh, you know oracles of that practice mm. um, so when I saw that I was like okay I need to make sure that I'm checking in with people of this lineage if me sharing this song is okay because I'm not initiated in that tradition yeah. uh, formally uh, through energy connection somehow yeah but through through being in some of those environments over the years but I've not you know done that training in that lineage so I messaged her and I asked her, Do you, is it okay for me to be sharing this song that's my own version of this aspect of the Divine Mother? I feel I've been initiated and connected to the Indian um, Sanatan Dharma lineage of Divine Mother worship and that's who, who I connect to and give offerings to and give gratitude to. But um, is it okay for, from your perspective for me to be sharing this song? And she said, you know, songs and celebration are great go for it, please do it, mm. you know, it's just when someone's wanting to start giving consultations and claim mm. to be a, a uh, yeah. priest or priestess of this yeah. way when it's, there's a whole it's cultural not... depth to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and so I, I always want to give gratitude to the cultures and the, and the, and the embodiments and the people who, yeah. who are still continuing these ancient lineages, so I feel so grateful to to have good mm. good friends who are in that mm. pure in that pure alignment of energy from these ancient traditions and um, yeah and also who are holding you know holding the bloodlines from from those places like for example Malik Koyate who plays um, Kora and Jembe and comes from the, and he's and so he's we, we collaborate and he's he plays in my band and just recently uh, before lockdown <laughs> um, we were playing together and I was also able to yeah to to be a, be a supportive musician to hear his beautiful Cora uh incredible african harp mm-hmm. and um and he's from lineage of many uh, uh griots who make choras who make djembes from so many like so many generations from the mandinga wow. tribe so i feel so blessed to be working together with people like that who yeah. are embodiments of that tradition yeah. that i've always been so deeply inspired by yeah. And Kumar, uh, Kumar Raghunath, and he's an incredible Indian violinist, and he yeah. plays classical Carnatic and, and um, Hindustani, and he's put some some of those flavors on the album as well. Um, and yeah, and Hugo Hugo play quietly. We didn't manage to get him on the album as well, but he's from the from Mexico indigenous lineage, and he sings such beautiful songs and. Shani Hu from the Yawanawa tribe from the Amazon as well. We've worked together as well, and so these beautiful. Um, and he, yeah, those people, they've been doing their, mm. their practices for thousands of thousands of years from the Winnie-Queen and the Yawanawa tribe and mm. uh, living in the forest and embodiments of these beautiful ways of, of living, of connecting. And for us who live in these, these concrete and glass yeah. and metal worlds, it's so inspiring and so deep to, yeah. to, um, to feel that way of living, of living in a beautiful way, yeah. in a good way. One of the thing, one of the things that Ninawa from from the Huni Queen tribe said when he came to UK is that, you know, there are there are traditions here in this land, and hopefully you'll be able to remember them now that we're sharing this this beautiful energy that I've brought from my land, from my Amazon uh, culture that has been for thousands of years. Hopefully, we'll be able to also awaken the the wow. sleeping sleeping giants and the yeah. sleeping spirits that are here that are alive everywhere in nature because nature mm. is I love that. yeah. 
it's interesting as well because it's like music is what holds that all together yeah you know yeah, without a doubt <laughs> and it's yeah. like you can talk about the religions and da -da 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 -da, but it's like you can sing it in the circle it's okay it's yeah and even and even beyond religion as well even beyond all of these denominations it's like even the, the word spirituality and religion oh, yeah. they all become just yeah. misunderstood and, yeah. and so many people have like and, and end up rejecting it okay because mum and dad forced it down our throats and so and i and that person said he was doing something good but he's not doing actually something good so i don't want anything to do with that yeah. but actually we all want to connect to that pure essence that's being described through it but it's you know it's about what we do rather than what we say yeah, yeah. so that's why blah 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 talking talking blah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it no, like, like I might say all these good things, but I, I, I hope that I'll be able to, to do good things more, yeah. right, more likely, and also not take them personally and just keep mm. quiet about it. You know, something so beautiful about just giving and not, not wanting to have any credit for it. Yeah, just I know. To, it's um, true. Just to give for the sake of giving, like an apple, apple tree just gives apples without, mm. doesn't, doesn't ask for anything back. Just gets it from the sun and the, from the earth and the rain and. Mm. Creates goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the sun. It's like constantly just giving. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 Some of us, yeah, my, my friend was telling recently that actually all of the concepts of divinity is, is from the sun. Mm. It's that <laughs> it's that illuminating light that warms us up, that provides all life and you know. Mm. So yeah, I just love it how it just melts all together with the music. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and the sound of the heartbeat, the drum as well, right? It's the first sound that we hear before we're born. Yeah. When our, in our mother's belly, we hear the... the Sounds, the, yeah. 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 And, in, and, yeah. and according to science, then all the universe is, is vibrating sound particles. So both the modern scientists and the ancient rishis, the ancient seers, scientists, of mm. divinity from the Vedas and the and the Tantras and the Puranas, they they're agreeing in many in many of these senses. Although the modern day scientists, we have now discovered that, but it's been there for a long time. <laughs> you know, long all time. of these ancient scientists, they they were aware, they were observing in the yeah, in the laboratories yeah. of consciousness what's yeah. what's happening and and the power of sound. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just gonna ask two more. Yeah, yeah we'll, keep, we'll keep here through. We can keep yeah, talking forever, innit? <laughs> and we're not really saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> Words yeah. cannot describe the indescribable. Yeah. Have the infinite love that lives inside us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put your website links in the notes as well, so people can find you. Thank y'all. <laughs> Cheers for that, like. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything you'd like to share for someone who's like? just embarking on this journey i guess of like you know connecting backwards with the divine mother maybe i feel like sometimes it can get really confusing and like maybe even lonely <laughs> yeah why lonely just sometimes like something's happened to you and then it's not really reflecting in your reality and then you can just be like, right oh. yeah yeah so your question was what is um would you like to share anything for anyone like who's just embarking on this path 
coming out of the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to know yourself, sort of thing, basically. Yeah, yeah. And like connecting with that divinity. I guess, you know, it's a priority, it comes back to that thing. If we, if we know that, if we want to prioritise what feels good, you know, mm. and not, not just what temporarily feels good, but what eternally feels good. Mm. Not only good for us, but what's good for, for everything and everyone. Our thoughts and our and our feelings to go toward that, even if it gets lost and gets confused, to can always have a, a reference point to come back to. Mm, so one that. one one of the things um, that that I always thought that changed a lot for me is that to wake up in the morning, first thing in the morning before you get out of bed, yeah, before you go and go toilet, and especially before you go and allow the phone world to get into your mind, mm -hmm. just sit up and give thanks and if you have a mantra practice then do a little bit of it then or or even do your complete practice first thing in the morning program your day and choose what you what or, or, or be it affirmations be it you know just giving gratitude be it focusing or breathing or just sitting and chanting om you know make that the the first thing in the morning and then in the evening, last thing at night as well, because that's the those are the window points of the. So, if that's a regular thing, then you know even if it's just for five minutes, you say, oh, I don't have time. I'm in a rush. I've got to do. So even if it's one minute, mm -hmm. and and it becomes more of a habit, mm -hmm. and so repeating what you want to, what you want to connect with, be that even just simply Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti. Practice. Yeah, continuous practice through the repetition, then we create the, the patterns that we want to, or through repetitions of what we don't want to. Mm. You know, so it's always up to us. The choice is inside us. It's not in anyone. No one, yeah. like no teacher, no guru, no yeah. any any person or you know can give us that. It's up to us. We each person has that divinity within them, and it's our choice to want to connect to it. To that inner freedom, to that inner joyfulness, and, and prioritize. Yeah. yeah, and also don't take yourself too seriously as well. You know, have fun, laugh, yeah, have, so you know, enjoy life. You know, be happy, yeah. help others, whoever needs help, if you can. Mm. You know, without taking it personally and without getting a big head out of it as well. <laughs> you know, spend time in nature as well. Try not to watch the screen too much. Minimize screen time as much as possible. Mm. <laughs> you know, obviously, when and when if we need to do do your stuff and that's our job and our profession do it and try not to get too sucked into it because you can really I experience it myself as well I'm just looking at this thing and I'm not not living life yeah so just smiling breathing singing dancing sitting focusing yeah and listen to that voice inside listen to that stillness listen to the heartbeat and just giving thanks as much as possible and not worrying too much about all the specifics or getting confused about things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a mantra, it says, To the Divine Goddess present in all existence in the form of Mother, I bow to her, I bow to her, I bow to her again and again. And then it's a, that, that's, every line of it is almost the same, but then there's a change in one word one or two words, so it would be in the form of energy, shakti rupena samsita, in the form of lakshmi, uh, uh, in the form of energy, in the form of wealth, in the form of 
beauty in the form of um, sleep, in the form of confusion, even in the form of confusion. So I'm quoting Swami Satyananda Saraswati again from Srima, uh, Srima's Devi Mandir. Um, he says, why do we bow to the divine in the form of confusion? Because if we bow to the divine in the form of confusion, then we're no longer confused. We recognize that even the confusion is also just the divine mother in disguise. Mm, love that. Yeah. So those are really beautiful, beautiful prayers to, to connect with. That's called the Devi, Devi Suptam or the Tantroptam Devi Suptam from the Chandipat. Mm. So the Chandipat is such a beautiful, powerful uh, book. And it's the story of Durga and Kali slaying the demons. And the demons are our own thoughts, our own confusions, our own desires, our own uh, pride. Or the one who says, I'm, I'm too good or I'm not good enough. Yeah. And the Divine Mother, Kali, Durga, Chandi, she, Chandi, she slays apart those thoughts. So by chanting the Chandi, by chanting, imbibing these, these mantras, that we feel that victory of that inner divinity within us in a physiological way as well. Mm. Um, in, in, as the feeling, you know, the feeling, the bhava, the mood comes and also through reading reading that then it helps us to surrender our ego surrender our, our yeah. too much and too little our i'm the best or i'm not i'm the worst yeah. and uh, into the light of harmony and the light of wisdom and yoga yeah. so swamiji says as well that the bhagavad-gita is is the highest principle of being detached and it's very hard actually to practice it um, so Chandi is the way to be able to surrender the ego so that then we can be detached. Mm. <laughs> so he says that the Chandi is the way to get to the Gita, like that. And whether it's Devi or Krishna, we don't see difference in that. It's, that it's just that one divine who takes different forms. Mm. Um, lots of people asking that question. I've seen it quite a lot in, in some of the chat forums and Srimad.org. That, um, they're like, but... They all say that Krishna is the Supreme, so why are we worshipping <laughs> Divine Mother? And he'll say, some say that that's only that one, but we say that all is the Divine One, there's only one. There's only one God, there's only one Goddess. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're, all is that one, and there's only that one. And it doesn't matter which name you call it, but we choose to say Divine Mother. Mm. And there's something about that as well. In these times, it seems that the Divine Feminine Consciousness is, is rising, right? Because the patriarchal masculine yes. concepts of of of, yeah. of um, greed and 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 abuse to mother nature and abuse to women is coming down now and and it seems that the the, the power of, of women that has been suppressed for yes. so so long yes. is now rising and it's being honored and it's being worshipped and that's an important thing yeah. in this time in the planet yeah that the feminine soft qualities of nature and 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 the pro raw primal qualities of that of that feminine energy is being is being uh, honored again and in that way that will be a, a society that's that's um has has love and compassion as its core values not greed and yeah and, and conquest you know yeah that's why i was asking like uh, yeah about how that relates to masculine and feminine. right okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so in that sense, yeah, in yeah. terms of the world and in terms of these qualities, it feels feels right to honour the mother, even even beyond. <laughs> but we also have to honour the the masculine aspect, so that the masculine aspect in his purity is in yeah. service to the mother, yeah. and also the mother is naturally of service yeah. anyway. But yeah. so in her yeah. purity, she's of service to the father and of service to all the children. You know, so it's. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, Sheikh Nazim al-Haqqani, who's the Sufi master that I was connected with through the Naqshbandiya Tariqah, um, very beautiful uh, sayings, one of the things he, very, such pure love, such pure devotional love of, of the names of Allah, this is also another totally different style, but a really beautiful way of praising the Divine, and I really felt the, the power of the sound and, and that love and that passionate devotion to the Divine. One of the things he said is that, you know, most of the problems in this world are caused by men. You know, the men are the ones who are who are <laughs> who are you know bombing and 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 doing oh, these wars and violence and all this aggression and egotism. The w women generally have soft, caring, compassionate hearts. They're not the ones doing the wars in this world. So uh, they have divine mercy much more with them. So we want to try and. As as men as well, also in the in the you know the Shakti tradition, it's saying that you need to work harder to awaken that inner Shakti. Whereas women are naturally embodiments of that Shakti; they don't mm -hmm. need to necessarily do as much practice. That's not to say that you, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't practice, or the ladies out there. But <laughs> um, it, it's 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 said that you know having um, having a female body is as you're you're naturally in, ten, in mm -hmm. more in tune with that. Yeah. That, that shakti, that emotional energy, that power. Um, and that's also because of that, that's how come the masculine feared the power of the feminine yeah, and wanted yeah, to suppress yeah. the, the, the feminine because he's yeah. got more power in his arms, you know, he's got more physical power in that way generally, but mm -hmm. she's got more power in her spirit and in, in her emotion and her feeling. So it's um, time for balancing back again, it seems. Mm. in this, this play of the world, which is <laughs> all yeah. the hologram also, but yeah, one that we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, in her womb. <laughs> mm. The womb of space. Love it. And so I just want to ask one question to finish, and that is, what does freedom mean to you? <laughs> Can I answer with a poem? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, it's a good question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, someone asked me to re recommended that I would write a write a song on that, so I've got a, I've got a tune about freedom. Wow. <laughs> like, what is freedom actually about the question? Um, Love it. But uh, before that, I would like to quote Swamiji again. It seems to be coming. So, <laughs> It's, yeah, one of my biggest influences, so, so wonderful. Um, he was saying, you know, if you... Because there, there's this idea that you've got the fourfold attainments, dharma, ata, karma, moksha, in the Sanatana Dharma. So you want to do your duty to your highest good, to, to the society, your highest idea of perfection, your dharma. Ata is just whatever necessities that you need. Karma is fulfilling your desires, and be, maybe that's also becoming free of desire, whichever way that means. Um, and moksha is is being able to is is the freedom from from desire, is the freedom from the cycle of death and birth. And so you also, if an, a desire for moksha, a desire for freedom, suggests that you're not free. Mm. So, so when you also surrender even the idea of wanting to become free, then you. He said, you become suddenly, uh, paradoxically, much more free. It's a step, a, bit, a big step closer to being free. So it's like that non, 
yielding and non clinging back to that Taoist yeah. pr principle, as you know. Yeah. Um, I can say I feel like that can apply to so many things. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's always the way, isn't it? It's like when you yeah. you you want something you're pushing it further away from you sometimes and by yeah. yourself so accepting it and then it comes to you you know and then you don't even necessarily even want it as much <laughs> when it's when it's there so um true. so so there's a there's another prayer that comes in the chandi and it says please don't don't i don't i'm not asking for moksha even i'm not asking to be liberated i'm not asking to be enlightened uh, and i don't want any powers i just want to be able to remember you at all times please give me that Give me that blessing to always remember you. You know, let me always remember, remember Divine Mother. I never, never forget her in any second. And so that is, it's, it's, a, it's a trick question somehow because that in itself is to be able to experience the bliss of what it is to say the name of the Divine. That in itself is, is mm. freedom. Mm, yeah, um, love it. And, and not having any desire of anywhere to get to, but... Uh, that's huge as well. And then, yeah, it's also paradoxical to know that that's the highest goal of human birth. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Amar will say, you know, that you, that's the purpose of having a human birth is so, so that you can do sadhana. There's no mm -hmm. other purpose for it. Otherwise, we're just, we're not any different from animals. You know, it's sleeping, silly. sleeping, eating, and procreating. That's what animals do, right? And what's sadhana? Sadhana is practice, uh. worshipping the divine. You know, um, Worship, yet again, it becomes a word, it becomes all spiritually yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or religiously, you, know, you don't like the word, or, you know, but embodying, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and purifying whatever um, layers and layers and layers of attachment and impurity and memories and karmas, you know, that are, that are still cycling around. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the freedom to be happy, I've got the freedom to be sad, I've got the freedom to see good, I've got the freedom to see bad, I've got the freedom to see whatever I want to see, we've got the freedom to be whatever we want to be and to ask, what does it mean to be free? We've got the freedom to create our own reality, we've got the freedom to drink water and get refreshed. We got the freedom to drink vodka and get in a mess. Are we free or are we enslaved by our desire of wanting to be bigger and better and higher? Do we want freedom from illusion or freedom within the Maya? Consume and be consumed by earth, water, wind and fire. Is freedom when we're working or freedom when we retire? Did we use our freedom wisely or waste it? Does it expire? Is our freedom limited by physical body or is our freedom limited by our mentality? And do we really have a will that is free or was it all written in the book of destiny? Are we free to buy food without paying taxes for wars? Are we free to share? Oh, what's mine is mine, yours is yours. Can we be free from suffering? How can we know? We can dwell on our suffering and stop life's flow. We can utilize our suffering to make us grow. Give thanks for pain and pleasure. Let us know that we need the dark night to see the starlight glow, glow, glow. And is freedom in working for power, money and pride? Or is freedom in nature and pure love that's inside? Is freedom in working for power, money and pride? Or is freedom in nature and pure love that's inside? I, oh. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. <laughs> Will we find freedom through the beat of the drum or the light of the moon, stars and heat of the sun? Will we find freedom praying that will be done? Will we find freedom through sitting and chanting Om? Are we free to judge our way as right or others and others as wrong? Are we free to 
go deeper, see that all is one. Will we find freedom through singing a song? And are we free from the past once the moment has gone? Can we be free in our actions? What about reactions? Are we free to hurt people just for selfish satisfaction? And when what we're giving out comes back home, make no mistakes, be the first to throw that stone. I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. <laughs> I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. It's freedom what we're receiving, it's freedom the love we're giving, it's freedom the air we're breathing, or freedom the way we're living, it's freedom here on the streets, or it's freedom locked up in prison, it's freedom self-sustainable, working to make a living, anyone who's spending money is getting blood on their mittens, it's freedom what we believe in when chained to a television, it's freedom here in this world there is freedom only within and there's freedom here in this world there is freedom only within and if i find freedom inside can freedom be the life that i live in and if i find freedom inside can freedom be the life that i live in <sighs> yeah you'd have to forgive me the flow is not exactly the thing but yeah <laughs> it was just a little kind of a yeah contemplation on that question mm. of what is freedom yeah for big contemplation Love that. That was just there. Yeah. For that question. <laughs> for that. I, I guess it's the biggest question, isn't it? And um. And then and then we'll come back to the, to the the point of being free and to experience everything without being bound to it, mm. being unbound, being timeless, being deathless, mm. knowing that that presence, that energy, that is in everything and everyone in the body is not only in the body is 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 that one infinite aspect of of existence and that can't be described that can't be talked about in this video <laughs> or any video but somehow is that which everything comes from that everything is powered by that everything returns back to you and so, in a way, you know, we're we're bound by our our limited experience and our limited ability to change things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yet somehow these these tools of music and these tools of practice or so focusing. Like when I was reading something from Guruji Amritanandanata of Devi Puram, um, he was saying just even just today as I was, I was as I was on my way here. My teacher, Uma, Umama, she, she posted and, and it was saying, you know, if you, unif if you serve and you love and you love everyone and you come together in a loving way and then you can achieve lots of beautiful things. You know, you, 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 you dissolve your limited selfish ideas and you come together for a common goal, for a common good. And then, you know, Think beautiful, amazing things can happen when people help each other, support each other. Similar to what what Mati was saying together, you know, like supporting each other's highest ideals and highest goals. Yeah. And and what's you know what what desires are for the highest good of all beings, they will they will come through. And what desires are just limited, selfish desires, they won't need to come. They won't. You you won't. You realize that they're not for you anyway. That's that's yeah. not for the highest. Yeah. alignment and path so like mm -hmm. that
No, thanks for sharing that little musical note. Yeah. Oh, bless. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I need to re revise the lyrics. It's been a while still for that tune, but yeah. Thank you so much for, for this space to share and to Thank talk. You. And um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, if you've actually made it this far <laughs> to listen to all of this. Um, and even if you just had a little bit, if anything is useful, yeah. it's all thanks to the Divine, all thanks to Divine Mother, all thanks to my teachers, anything not so good, all thanks to my limited ego and my limited uh, filter <laughs> of being able to share anything of this good, so I'm so grateful. Mm. Namaskar, Ram, Namaste. Thank you so much. <laughs> Beautiful sharings. <laughs> so, shall we finish with a little... Universal Peace Mantra. Okay. Yeah. Love that. So, we'll chant Mantra Om. And as we chant Om, maybe I might actually need your guitar if I can. Come on then. <laughs> I might just have a level down. straight, body relaxed, eyes closed, attention within, and take a deep breath in, and breathe out, releasing all tension and blockages on the out breath, breathing in pure expansive energies on the inhale, smiling deep inside, one more time. Chant Om, as we chant Om, imagining that any worries, fears, doubts, frustrations, hesitations, any physical, mental, or emotional pain or trauma can all get totally dissolved into Om. And we can visualize and imagine divine light and freshness and vitality rising from the base of the spine, traveling up to the crown of the head, illuminating every single cell of the body. Simultaneously, wishing total peace for all of nature, for all of life. Purification for the waters, rivers, lakes, streams, oceans, for all of our emotions. For all of the mountains and deserts and forests of the earth. For all animals of land, sky and sea. For all plants and herbs and medicines and vegetation. And for all human beings, for everyone we know, for everyone we don't know, calling in total peace, easing of all suffering, ending of all conflicts, dissolving of all misunderstandings, dissolving of all fear and blockages and hatred and corruption, 
putting in total peace, unimaginable peace, unfathomable peace for ourselves and for all beings as we shine on from deep within. Thank you. <laughs> 